Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. Hey party people, a quick word from your DM here. Episode 7 has some major plot development and is a poor place to jump in for the first time. So if you're not caught up, head back to Episode 1 so you don't miss the gravity of what's about to happen. And for you first-timers out there, welcome to the party. Last time on Encounter Party! A biocontamination threw Zonet 4 into lockdown, isolating our players from the outside world. While trying to find the source, our players made a horrifying discovery. The missing orb had returned, embedded in a laboratory monster. Try as they might, our players could not defeat the beast and met with an impossible choice. Save the life of Brevin or recover the orb. With one fighter dead and the other unconscious, the three remaining heroes are trapped underwater at the bottom of Zonet 4. Will they make it out alive? Find out this week on Encounter Party! So last week we met with tragedy as we lost Brevin the Fighter, who was played by Ned Donovan. As for the rest of you, the bottom of Zonet 4 might as well be a tomb. All of the lights are out, and only a few remaining systems even have power. You do have air to breathe, but the only sound you can hear in the dark is the trickling of water you can begin to hear seeping through the walls. Remember that Vizara mentioned no one had reported from below, so you are very much alone. And don't forget, Zonets are basically underwater skyscrapers, so you have a great deal of distance to crawl out of, and you have an unconscious minotaur to haul with you. What would you like to do? I use cure wounds on her. Okay. Oh. Have you guys rolled max hit points on the last three rolls? Yes. That oh, well. is 11 points. Holy cow. Thank you. Great. Gorgeous. Wake up! <laughs> Mother... Welcome, okay, sorry. Welcome back. You, um, at this point, she doesn't know. You look around <gasps> and you see not much because you're still in the dark. Right. And you can quickly count one, two, three, four, which is the exact amount of fingers you have on a minotaur hand. One, two, three. Sound off. Oh, Brevin is dead. What? Yes, he died. How? Well, we had to flood the bottom two levels, and he was still down there. He was unconscious, so he's dead now. He saved all of our lives. You left him to die? It was the only option. Bullshit, it was the only option. You do not leave another soldier behind. You were too busy being passed out on the floor to understand what was going on, but it was the only option. He saved all of our lives. He knew what he was doing. That, no, that is unacceptable. To retrieve him would have meant passing back through its warpath, endangering our lives and yours. 
and potentially sacrificing us all to retrieve one dying man. You don't leave a comrade behind. You're welcome, by the way. I shouldn't have to thank you for something that is understood. I'd like to point out that also because you were passed out, you also left Brevin behind, so sometimes we need to turn this a little inward. Don't you need to go blow yourself up somewhere? Not yet. Can I get a perception check from everybody? Ten. Yes. I rolled a five. Great. (laughs) That new die ain't working out quite so much. So Uh, Twelve. You are up the last flight of stairs that you've seen. The bottom has stabled. Yes, please. We went up. You went up. Yes, you have that. Um, Lord Satch, immediately after you kind of went up and activated the purging mechanism that dropped the last two floors down into the well, that is all part of the protocol and sealed off. So you guys are safe, but you are still in like ankle deep water. There is a bit of an unsettling amount of water around. Power seems to be down for the most part, but it does not mean that the area is intraversible. Non-traversable? <laughs> One of the two. Either or. But the rest of the uh, area that you're in looks very similar to the floor that you were below. Small chambers. You are in dim light because there's still all some of these tanks with some of this strange glowing fluid fish and other weird bioorganisms just sort of tolling around either experiments or purposeful, you know, uh, workings of the Zonid itself. At the moment, you are stable, but you can see the more manual escape options as far as what could be the long trek back up to the surface. I believe we need to try and get back up to the surface to tell everyone what has happened down here. If we can access one of the pneumatic tubes that brought us down here to begin with, we might be able to return in one piece. There's no way we can retrieve Brevin's body. Would I've you like you to go gone. for a swim? You can You can actually see out of, a, there's a couple of um, portholes and also the staircase that's like right next to you. Yeah. There is like a, like a film over it and you can see down that whole area that you were battling in is just gone. Okay. It had been like purged off of the Zonit, not just like flushed out, but like the whole part of that structure was cut away from the wall and is now way down into the depths. Okay. So that's what you see. The the actual retrieving him is not an option. Retrieving anything is not an option. Right, okay. You are right now as far down as you can be without okay. drowning. All right. We go up then somehow. So you begin the long trek upward, uh, mostly by feel as it is still very dark. You will encounter many wrong turns and most of the doors have to be opened manually by brute force and all of this through ankle deep water. And it's slow going. But I cast light on my shield so we can see. Great. So you have even better light. And Frank, my dancing lights, Frank is also returns. here. Yes. So it's this winding, twisting, Geiger-esque pathway as there are seemingly no straight lines in this facility. And you start to become disoriented and lose track of time. Um, unless, does anybody have any ranger abilities to determine, you know, like direction, time of day? No? Okay. So you start to lose track of time as each floor is like its own mini dungeon as you guys have to hunt in the dark for the stairwell that will lead up to the next floor. And eventually after about 15 floors, you come upon this very large door that looks like it leads into some sort of very large chamber, but there is no power to the door and it will take some sort of physical effort to open manually. 
Lorzach will look for another console. Give me a investigation. While he does that, let's try and open this door together. Right. You do great. I'm going to hold that for a second. I'm just going to gotcha. tell him what he sees, and then we'll let you guys go. So you do find um, another console, but unlike the other one that you see, this one seems to be you are elvish. So you can you can see that the message on this particular console suggests that there is a lockdown on this particular area, but it is not accessible from this console. Whatever access to these and controls to this particular room is prioritized by whatever is inside of that room. So you're getting the sense that that room is designed to be able to lock itself down from the inside. So this is some sort of smaller quarantine section. You guys would like to try and force open the door? Yes. Um, so designate somebody to make a strength check with advantage. With advantage, you said? That is a 23. Great. So the two of you kind of put your effort into it and you find a way to dig your minotaur hands deep into whatever goo makes up these doors in this place and you pull and you tear and there's a great deal of force but not in a physical resistance as in like a vacuum resistance and it doesn't take very much effort for you to kind of just shove this door open before a massive torrent of water just pours out of this place I need everybody to make a strength saving throw, please. Ooh, that's where I'm Viking. Does me being aquatic help, help me at all in this N- respect? Not from being bludgeoned by a wave of water. Yeah, you ready, you ready. 17. Great. Six. An unnatural one. 12. 12. Great. Eddie and Landry, so Xenia and Lennox, you will both take six points of bludgeoning damage and get knocked on your butts. <laughs> the rest of you seem to be okay at the moment, either because you're just right in front or you might be slightly far enough down that you don't get flushed. But there's an insane amount of water that pours out of this room. And if the floor you were on weren't as wide enough and you hadn't kind of opened the doors that you did on your way up to let this water sort of pass down through the stairwells, you might have inadvertently just flooded yourselves and died by drowning. It's like that much water. As you get a chance to kind of step in the natural light that you guys have made with your shield and with Frank expose an absolute horror scene. There are Simic dead everywhere. Some drowned, some dead by combat. And way on the far end of this massive, what looks like an operating room, you can hear the faint calling of three figures on the far wall who are still alive. You see two people who look like sentries and then one Simic member who seems to be some sort of medical professional. Ned Donovan, welcome back. Would you please describe the character that they are meeting? Across the room, you see a six-foot-tall Vidalcan hybrid. The hybrid has, rather than the normal blue skin, a translucent blue hue that you can almost see through, but not quite. He looks at you, one arm outstretched, and a green sort of glow moving around his hand pointed straight in your direction. He stands tall and direct and immediately says, identify yourself or die. The two merfolk sentries that seem to be with him kind of look up to him at his attitude and now realize we might have to round two with some more fighting and they kind of slowly peel themselves off off the floor, shoulder their spears and look like they're- Vizara, your biomancer sent us down here to help. 
We put down the traces on the levels below. Fakara Odrun, First Class, Boros Legion, 34th District. I'm Xenia. And what is a group of ragtag fighters doing at the bottom of my Zonic without a single Simit guide? Because you- they were all murdered by the crisis that you created. I will be very careful with you. Please do. If you look around, every single one of these bodies is one of my people that I have spent years with. And most of them were killed by me. So I want you to be very careful when I ask you this question. Are any of you corrupted? Not to my knowledge. Describe this corruption. Um, What you see before you very distinctly between some of these bodies is that a portion, say about 40% of the Simic Combine members that are littering the room are infected or covered in those black veins that sort of pustule out from some of the people that we've seen before. It's the same black veins that sort of crawled up into that crasis as it began evolving into a more sort of black, amorphous creature. It's also the same black uh, veins Lennox that you would have saw from that Vagabond way back at the leg end. And that are etched into the orb that Lorzach has. Uh, no, the orb is is and always has been just a perfect, pristine metal sphere. sphere. Got it. No blemishes. It doesn't even tarnish. It doesn't even leave any oil on it. It is just perfect. Also, Lorzach, would you please give me a medicine check? Yes. 17. Great. So you can also identify that several of these people are dead from drowning. A quick look at the three survivors. One very distinct aspect of them is two of them are merfolk. And are they showing? <laughs> your your Simic medical officer, who seems to be very aggressive to you right now, has gills. So several of these people died simply by drowning. A great portion of them have died from martial wounds. There was some sort of battle that happened in here, and the way that the bodies lie, it's very clear that there was a fight between the corrupted, as he describes them, and the non-corrupted. You also find, buried beneath some of the pile of corpses, is the now very distinctly dead body of Alasia. And does Alasia's body bear any of the same marks as the other corrupted? It does not. I'd like to go uh, over to Alasia's body and search it again. Sure. Cool. Uh, Only a five. There's just a lot. It's kind of waterlogged. Um, What you do see is that whatever sort of like, whatever she had kind of been wrapped in for care for part of the trip that had kind of kept her in stasis, that is no longer on her. You can find it. It was clearly cut deliberately, probably by the medical staff. But as far as anything else, there's really just sort of a chaos of, it would be hard to even determine what was on her person and not part of somebody else's person. Are the bodies contagious at this point? I have absolutely no idea. I start moving the... Um, somebody can perform a medicine check to answer that question. Not either. Me. I can do it. Yep. Either you or Lorzatch. Lorzatch will assist. Mm, yeah. So nice. roll with advantage. That advantage was useful. It's a 23. Nice. There has been a lot of um, contact. I mean, it was a full-out brawl, but as far as you can tell... Simic stranger. There has been no cross-contamination. That getting into a fist fight with somebody who was corrupted has not transferred the infection or whatever it is, has not transferred from person to person. By your account of what happened before the brawl, several people turned and it was not really a very discernible 
understanding of who did and who did not and why they did and why they did not. Put my hand down. I have no option right now but to trust you. But one wrong move, and my sentries will kill you without any remorse or second guessing. How can we return to the surface? Power is out, and until we can restore the power, we have to go by foot. Level by level, floor by floor. I'd like to just be moving the bodies and kind of separating, like basically lining them up in a mildly respectful manner and just um, separating them. Like nothing. Yeah, please yeah. take a point of inspiration. Oh, thank you. This woman, Alasio, were you here examining her? Yes. What happened? Someone arrived here needing medical attention. They were sent down to the bottom of the Zonet where we could be protected against problems, as it appears you found out. Early on, there was a warning. I was called in because something about the woman you see here was imbued with a magic energy that no one had seen before or understood. But the Simic know about that stuff. No, we know about many things, but I was, I don't get called in for routine medicine moments. I came down and what we discovered, well, an alarm was hit very quickly. A biocontaminant went off soon after many of my colleagues here on the floor began to turn, change, adjust, adapt, and immediately attack. Was she the originator? Unclear. It did not come from her. Whether or not she was the catalyst is something I am very, very curious about. As we fought one of our doctors, Lauren, she hit the lockdown button, knowing that this could not get out of these floors. At that point, Everything shut down, communications cut off, doorways were sealed. As we battled, we began to lose, badly. And I made the only choice I knew how to do. I hit the floor purge, I let in the water, drowning everyone who was corrupted, along with the rest of my team. It was at this point that we were sent down to take care of the crisis on the lowest levels. And what did you find? An adaptive crisis that was able to regenerate upon death, increasing its lethality with each new incarnation embedded inside of its flesh was one very, very unique artifact, a perfectly round sphere, the nature of which we do not yet understand. Do you have the sphere in your possession, or did I you launch it, it to mind. the floor? Is it safe? No. Okay. We need to get to the surface immediately. Agreed. By the way, my name is Perix. So, with Perix in lead, you guys, again, claw your way up to the top over and over flight as you go through dark, wet, disturbingly quiet sections of this underground facility. The two sentries that were with Perix are in a lot worse condition than they bluffed during the encounter, and they need your help carrying them shoulder to shoulder on the way back up to the surface. I need everyone to give me a survival check, please. 16. 19. A natural 20. 15. 19. It's good to have your rolls, Sarah. Surprisingly, even in the wake of everything that's happened, you find the energy to avoid levels of exhaustion. Perhaps it's the light at the end of the tunnel. Perhaps the higher you climb, the closer you are to getting out of this hell. As you continue to climb, you begin to see more Simic Guild members on the upper floors. Many admin people are racing about, trying to regain any sense of order among the disarray. You climb and climb, and eventually, you can feel the sunlight peeking through the windows, signaling that you've reached the floors that sit 
above the waterfall. When you eventually reach the lobby, you find a collection of high-level guild members gathered around a makeshift command center hastily assembled in the middle of the lobby. There are papers, pieces of kel, uh, and all manner of equipment strewn about the floor connected to aqua-powered generators. Everyone is shouting at each other with that strange simic manner where they are forceful but polite at the same time, all without really showing any emotion at all. Standing at the center of the group, taller than any other, is Master Biomancer Vizara. She spots you from across the lobby, and once she recognizes you, Perix, she hustles over to you. I immediately says, take a hand and I put it on Xenia's head. And I say, Zara, can you confirm their story or do we need to take them down? Is this all that's left? What do you mean? Are there any others with you? No. You are the first and the only to make it up. Come with me, please. And she very politely, much more so than anyone else you've discussed in this entire adventure, begs you to join her in that antechamber that she talked to you before. As soon as you guys make it in, you finally get a chance to decompress just for a moment and rest. The two sentries who are with you are taken away from medical care. And in that moment of privacy, Vizara herself finally lets go for a moment. Her pristine merfolk frills wilt. Her body crumples over and the weight of what's going on for just the moment gets to her. And she just looks up at you, Perix, and is like, What happened? We contained the problem. We lost many people. I saw the reports that the bottom floor had been purged. Is this true? You can talk to these people about that. Who authorized the purge of the bottom well? I was the one that activated the purge. Did something get out? Well, it died. Of that much we can be certain. Well... We hope so. It was a very powerful beast. We purged it into the abyss. Let's see, the bottom floor would be Experiment 57. That is not a violent creation. What has happened? It was violent when we arrived. Were you aware that there was an artifact embedded inside of its flesh? She kind of looks at you strangely. Bizarre. Too tired to be confused, but she has no idea what you're talking about. Be careful. Yes, I see. And she straightens up and recollects herself, sort of resuming the the power of her office, remembering that she is a master biomancer. Um, And she she takes the authority back and says, Now, tell me what happened. What of the patient? What of that demir spy they brought to my laboratory? Gone. We took care of everyone except the three that came out with these people. Dead or gone? Both. And what of the crisis? Jettisoned from the bottom levels. I need a full account of what happened. Was anyone alive? What of the caretakers, the scientists? No. There were no caretakers on the second le- on the very bottom level levels. There were no personnel of any kind to be seen, merely the adaptive crisis. And you've killed it. We purged the we bottom purged levels. It. If its final form could survive the crushing depths of the abyss. It evolved twice. Many times. And seemed capable of evolving further. How? That. Describe it, please. This is important. It started as an amphibious creature. One blazing yellow eye. Four legs. And an outer epidermis seemingly capable of bending light to its will. 
and thus appearing visible to the mortal eye. That was our intended development, but all of our evolutions are manually instigated. Our experiments are not allowed to spontaneously mutate. It's a safety precaution to keep us in control. The following form was a hybrid shape composed of parts equally arthropodal and, I suppose, shark. And She seems to just be like, okay, yeah, this is all normal. <laughs> and from this... Oh, uh, yeah, shark crabs, normal. Like you do. rapidly decomposed into a protoplasmic black slime that then adhered into what I can only describe as a colossal salamander. Tendrils. Many. She, she gets incredibly frightened and looks to you, Parix. 50%. 50% of our team. Oh, no. Are they related? I... Those black tendrils... I'm afraid they are. Yes. You've purged it, but you did not kill it. And now it has descended deep into the water. And she suddenly becomes very afraid, and her eyes shoot open wide. You have to get to the pump station. You have to shut down the water. Perix, it's going to be in the water. And she commands you all to fly as fast as you can to the pump station. Now, Xenia, you would know that the pump station is run by the Izzet. Mm-hmm. So you need to drop everything that you're doing and rush to the pump station ASAP to convince the Izzet to shut down the water. Perix, you see Vizara pull a small toad from her hip, and she whispers a couple of things to it before handing it to you. And she says, You must hurry. Take this in case there's a problem, but I beg of you, please go now. Yes, ma'am. And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now... Back to the party. You guys are off, racing your way. Yes. Yeah. Xenia just charges and expects everyone else to Great. It is a hustle. Can I please get another survival check from you guys as you storm through the streets of the compound? Natural 20 looks pretty awesome to me. That rainbow-colored dyed looks awesome. 14. 11. And 11. 17. And a 17. Just barely for some of you, the imperativeness (gasps) of the situation is just, you've got to go. The adrenaline is pumping, the urgency of what possibly could happen. The severity of this seems way outside your realm of reasoning, but enough to know that shit is going to happen if you do not rush. You make your way, yes. To help with the pace, I'll drum. Great. Yes. Great, great. I love it. I would say that if anybody had failed their survival check at that point, that we could make that go. Keep tempo. Um, In fact, I will allow your party to have advantage on their first skill check when they get to the um, collectively, whoever decides to roll it, you may have advantage to your first skill check um, when you reach the pump station. It's a bit of a slog. It's like a good 20 minute dead run hustle to try and get there. If you guys look at the map that you can see, the noise is louder and louder and louder as you reach a water pump station. It's a weird 
building that is full of everything you would expect from the is it tubes and cylinders that come from who knows where and lead to who knows what the sound is unbearable the conditions alone make you wonder why anyone other than a rakdos cultist would even want to hang out in this place but for you xenia it finally feels like home you guys barge your way through. Can I have somebody give some sort of intimidation or persuasion check to make your way into an authority where you can find whoever is in charge of the pump station? We can both do it. Okay. We can, I can, who has the higher one? We can, we can. I've got a plus three. You can assist and save your advantage. plus four, so you should assist me. Oh, actually, it's plus five. Then I should assist you. And then save your save your drum inspiration um, for a different role. Yeah, yeah, that's a twenty-four. Great, you guys come in like a fury. You have no idea what's going on, but these are is it workers? They're busy pulling levers and looking over their glasses to make notes on a clipboard. And you guys are just here comes a minotaur busting through. Like, don't have time. Make a hole. Make a hole, people. I don't have time for this. Xenia, with a little bit of help from you, you guys managed to like. I'm pretty sure I know who would be in charge and where to find them. And you guys burst your way into the command center of who is a very startled female Vidalkin whose day has just been completely upended by what? Who are you? What are you doing here? You need to shut down the pump. The water pump. I'm sorry. Can we begin from the beginning where I should care about whatever this is? Now! I just hold out the toad. Oh, great. You hold out the toad and the toad opens its mouth. And from the mouth of the toad comes the recorded message of the Master Biomancer. And she just says, this is Master Biomancer Vizara of Zonet number four. There is a contaminant in the water system. You are hereby ordered based on our lease agreement to shut down the water pumps now. And with that message, the frog just kind of (gasps) turns into goo. (laughs) (laughs) The goo is absorbed by my hand. Great. Awesome. Um, It's just a one-time recorded message. Right. You knew that if this was to ever go wrong in the other way, a little fun note, that uh, Frog has also one charge of a uh, Plax caster in it, which means that if somebody was really just like, I don't want to listen to this message, it just goes firing my laser. (laughs) (laughs) If you hadn't rolled your intimidation check correctly, that's what would have happened is this frog would have just cleared a hole for you. So this Vidalkin is kind of looking at you and and she's kind of looking at you and she's like, is this real? Yes. I cannot shut this down. What do you mean you cannot shut it down? We're not asking. I have direct orders from master researcher Malphus Reed that under no circumstances am I to shut this pump station down. Please remind me, where is this pump station located? Don't we know Malphus Reed? Yeah. Yes, Malphus Reed I mean, is I don't. the name of- Wait, what? Malphus Reed? Yes. Malphus Reed is dead. Malphus Reed is the dismembered man who was murdered in the Legend yeah, yeah. Tavern, for those of you at home following along. Yeah, thank you. She goes, what? I saw his limbs turn off the pump now. So you don't have a choice here, to be clear. 
That is evident. She pr she protests a great deal as she's going over. She says, yes, Vizara has control and ultimate authority, but I am in a great deal of trouble here. Master researcher Malthus Reed came to me personally and gave me direct instructions that under no circumstances, he said that this pump station was vital for the research that he is doing, and there is going to be a major shitstorm between the biomancers I and the Is It compound. I'm sorry, is an adaptive crisis in your water supply turning your people into slavering mutants also beneficial for is it research i do not know this is why you simic are always digging into the wrong things playing with life playing with creatures we don't have time and i use form. i use channel divinity and i order her to turn it off oh what is the dc on that 13 oh yeah she's like okay she's like fine she goes fine so she she calls down to a bunch of people there's some goblins working in there she said turn it off turn off the pumps and they are like are you serious i am not fucking around turn off the pumps now there is a contamination and they're like ah, oh shit and then the goblins all kind of scurry and you hear a great deal of loud machinery as the entire pump station comes to a screeching grinding halt and suddenly the whole compound is just sort of filled with this echo of metallic pain that takes just a time to just sort of dissipate. And she turns to the rest of you and she says, I hope you are happy. Now the entire compound is under lockdown. We are stuck here until this message is fixed. And she kind of is like done with you. Do not worry, is it? We will get it back on in short order. Now, what you would know, Perix, is that by shutting down a major utility like this is it's grounds for the entire compound to be locked down. So that entire area on the map that is surrounded by the wall is now completely quarantined. Hmm. Guess we're Simic now. <laughs> so is there any part- Get out the green and blue, ladies and gentlemen, because we're fish people from here on out. <laughs> Look at me, I can swim. Uh, is, is there any part of this facility that would be open to the water supply? Is there a place for this crisis to emerge? Yeah, that massive water well that is in the middle of the map where it is currently. But it's way down. So all of the Simic facilities, especially the Zonnets, connect to the underground oceans. So the very, very underneath of Ravnica is actually a massive waterway ocean. We're talking below the Undercity where the Golgari are. And that's why, that's where the merfolk had been for millennia. And they only appeared after the catastrophe that was the breaking of the Guild Pact about 75 years ago. So wherever that is, it's down and it's and it's under the Undercity. So, so it, wherever it goes, it may not end up anywhere, but it's way, 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 way down. Perhaps forever. Perhaps now, does not. the quarantine block off being able to potentially send a runner back to Vizara? Oh, no, you guys can still, um, as you can see in the map, everything in that area is still open. Got it. You just cannot leave the compound. Right. So that massive Walden area. So you can still, the Izzet Research Center, the pump station, the civilian area, the Zonit, those are all still in the area. But you are restricted to the overall Simic controlled area. You are in Simic turf for the moment permanently. And we are not likely to get this quarantine lifted until we can be sure that it won't seep into the water supply and endanger the entire city. As of right now, the ultimate authority within this area is Vizara. So the only person who can lift this quarantine at the moment would be her or whoever replaces her in authority. 
the is it you guys have not actually kind of learned what they're doing here or why they're technically set up shop on Simic property. Yes. So as you as you kind of leave the pump station and take a second to consider what you're going to do, maybe head back and, and back to the Zonnet and have a conversation with some of the Simic. And that's right. Um, you get a chance to kind of look up at the sky and, and get your bearings for the first time and, and realize that it is morning, which means that you have been down under the water for the entirety of yesterday, all through the night, battling that monstrosity saving the few Simic that you managed to find and climbing your way all the way back up to the surface. What would you like to do? For the first time in 16 hours, there isn't an immediate crisis requiring our attention. I think we should get some rest. I agree. I'd like to do that, but return to the Zonid. That okay. makes sense. I do not want to be anywhere near this is it establishment. So let's return. Okay. So you head back to Zonit 4. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to impede your entrance at this point. I think partly because you have Perix with you and also because your presence isn't quite so strange anymore. But inside the lobby is still an absolute madhouse. Everybody's running around. They're trying to get a hold of the situation. Um, so it's difficult to find any place to sort of sit and rest without being in somebody's way. Uh, but I will say that uh, the young Zavi, I think, approaches you as she sees you coming in the front door and says, Hi. Would you like a place to sit down? And leads you back into that antechamber, which has kind of become your like remote personal space inside the Zonnet. Um, you guys can take a short rest while you're in there. Rest, please. Thank you. A long rest. A long rest requires like six to eight hours, and you're not going to get that much time because um, Vizara would like to speak to you again. Damn, Vizara, come on, I'm sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> she'd like to. She'd like to check in on you at hey, least. Don't do nothing. Damn, girl. Do we ever get the Vidalcan uh, female's name who was running the pump station? No. Okay. okay we, can, we can head back later. Yeah. I would like to add Ned character, Ned's character, yeah. what his name is. I am Perix. Picara, good to meet you. Sorry, Parrots? Perix with an X. Zavi does come back and uh, bring you guys some food, something to drink. She makes a joke. Don't worry, it's not corrupted. And then immediately realizes that that's in horrible taste and very embarrassingly retreats back out to go help whoever she has to help. I'd actually like to know for certain where this actually came from. How do you know it's not contaminated? Because it came from the cafeteria. Thank you, Zavi. You guys get a bit of time to converse with yourself before um, Vizara will pay you a third visit. I assume we have, like, drinks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Can we? Nothing alcoholic, just oh, nourishment. Right, like water the, or whatever. The Simic are probably not Watering. imbibing. As you, if you remember from that one woman in the leg end who was feeding her alcohol to her toad and not to herself. Probably at a moment when everybody's kind of a little quiet, uh, Fakara's just going to be like, um, can we take a moment and toast to Brevin for all that he gave us and all that he helped us with? Who? He was our man that we lost. And to all of the Simic. Who gave their lives? And to Elasia. Who's Elasia? Elasia was a The friend. woman in your clinic. Go. I will not drink to her. And the dead don't care either way. And cheers to that. So after a brief moment for you guys get a chance to eat, get a little short rest in, decompress, and perhaps let the weight of the situation fall off your shoulders for a time. Vizara manages to bring herself back into your presence. She has regained her poise 
She has resumed her station right now with the situation needs. It's her leadership and her intelligence. And she's still kind of curious about what happened, but she seems to be more curious about what seems to have been the trigger for the lockdown, which was whoever was in that medical center in the middle of the Zonit, since they were the ones who activated it. And that activation very quickly has to come from somebody high up. And she starts discussing with Perix about the operation. You learn that there was a very high level doctor, probably second or third in command at the Zonit, who is in command of the operation. You learn that the setup was that Alasia was brought in and she was sent down with this medical team and that from your understanding it was treated seriously that they had every intent to preserve this woman and they understood the um, seriousness of the idea of precognition and they were trying to do their best to bring her back so that information could be utilized and you very quickly you very quickly get a sense that their intention of doing so was maybe not as kind as they thought, but they thought that they could use this information to parlay assistance from the Azorius to deal with these three other guilds that are trying to vie for permission to build their, their rail lines through their system. So that, you understand, was the initial setup, but where everything went wrong, she kind of talks to Perix and says, Now, were you there at the moment of intubation? I was. And what happened? Was she the cause of the outbreak? Unclear. It did not appear to emanate from her or the object. What object? Your sphere is back. You must be joking. Golgari, please produce the sphere. And he pulls out what used to be a simple mess kit, and inside the container is the sphere. Did you say your sphere? She is incredibly perplexed. And the conversation kind of continues a little bit without acknowledging that you guys really don't have any idea what's going on. She kind of sees the orb. And again, she's not really acknowledging that you guys don't know what's going on here. She had it on her person. It was inside the wrapping, inside her hands. Why? We dismissed that object to Mr. Alfonso months ago. We recovered it from inside the crisis. I'm so sorry, you must be very confused. How could it have leapt from her possession into it? It is not ours before you begin to suspect our involvement. We found it, but it is not ours. We were doing some routine excavation at the bottom of the well when we found this strange metallic orb in the clutches of a piece of organism. Wrapped around it was a severed black tentacle, ink like you described, and yet... Rigid and more corporeal, we at the Simic have no desire to study the inorganic. We were far more concerned with whatever organism this tentacle had come from. I called Mr. Alfonso because, well, that's what one does when you have an artifact you cannot identify. We dismissed the orb into his collection months ago. I'm very concerned it somehow found its way from his possession into the hands of the Demir with the intent of bringing it back here. What's curious to me, though, as well, is that if this is where it was originally discovered and there wasn't an issue of outbreak before... We did not keep it here for very long. I studied it for maybe about five minutes. It seemed nothing more than a metal orb. I called Mr. Alfonso just out of courtesy. He spent a great deal of money purchasing a train and bribing the Izzet to let him use their rail line to get down here 
solely so he could have a research facility on site. It seems he had some kind of trouble upon acquiring his train, as we've discovered half of it on the tracks leading away back towards the Boros Precinct, where there was, it appeared, a outbreak of a different kind. The captain of our sentry did make a comment that he had made quite a fuss, something about part of his train simply disappearing. You'll have to excuse me, these things don't seem to matter in the moment. But now that I'm putting pieces together, I'm quite confused. If we could speak with Mr. Alfonso, if you have the power to summon him to us. I imagine with only half a train, he's trapped in the lockdown like the rest of us. I know Zavi spends a great deal of time with him. Perhaps she can locate him for you. Perix, would you please do me the courtesy of supervising this situation, just in case there's more to Mr. Alfonso than we thought? Sure. And at this point, I would say it's rather likely. Please rest up. I must return to my duties and salvage what I can of my research station. When you have a moment. Yes? I would appreciate a private audience, if you've the time. I have one now, if it is truly important. As for the rest of you, please take all the time that you need. You all may finally take a long rest, and congratulations, you have leveled up to level three. Lorzach, there is obviously the second room to that antechamber, and she simply leads you around to her left and gives you a private area. As soon as you get inside, she makes it clear, like, our facility is made out of gooey mucus. Sound isn't going anywhere. Now, what is it you'd like to discuss? I cannot claim to speak for all the members of my swarm, and so I cannot apologize for their behavior, but I certainly hope that you can and will Allow me the chance to broker a peace between the reclamation parties that are building through your territory and with the Zonet which you command. I appreciate your compassion. It is troubling that your guild, being what it is, and having the history that it has, should be so willing to be first in line to break the guild pact. Again, one positive note of the lockdown is that it seems unlikely the Golgari will be able to remount any of their aggressive efforts. Make no mistake, I hold all three of your opposing guilds in equal severity. The Boros are trying to flex their military muscle, pretending that they have the authority of the Azorius. The Izzet are trying very hard to broker a deal using their power plant. The Golgari, however, seem to be taking the low road. As cultured as your guild claims to be, they have a tendency to lead towards the sword more than anything else. Since you are unaware of the actions of your guild, I will enlighten you. The Golgari are trying to breach us from underground, through the walls of the well. I can only assume they're attempting to cut us off from our underground waterways. What they are doing is more dangerous than they know, for they are now between us and the Krasis. With the lockdown, it seems unlikely that we will be able to communicate with them. But make no mistake, the minute the quarantine is over, I will expect you to make contact. For now, I will consider you an ally. But do not think that I won't hesitate to use you against your own guild. Everything I've come to expect. Tragedy, really. I've always thought that we've had more to gain by working together than against each other. Ours is a more circular path. I like to think that we walk the same one. And Lord's Edge leaves. It is unfortunate that the elven cultures have taken such conscientious splits in evolution. But isn't divergence always the way? (laughs) Quite right. Rest up. 
If you need anything else, please consult my assistance. Thank you, Under Citizen. So, I would imagine, after what has happened, that you are going to take the remainder of the day to rest. By the time you end a long rest, it will be time to retire for the day anyway. So getting a full day's rest, and as Andrew had mentioned before, kind of being out of the fire for a day to just sort of loaf and recover might be very healthy. You do have a situation of a less egregious kind to deal with at the moment. You are quarantined within this Simic compound. What would you like to do? I think we should go talk to Mr. Alfonso. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, let's. Yes, I'd like to do that as well. Let's go beat that fucker up. Oh, okay. I mean, it's talk to that guy. It's a very aggressive opinion. Um, he's here. We should do that while he's here. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then in theory, he's here. Can't get out now. True. Yeah, it's locked down. All it takes is a simple summoning of... Zavi. Zavi. She goes, yes, I remember you saying that Mr. Alfonso might be in danger. I, I do happen to know where his train is located. If you'd like me to send you there. Please, that would be lovely. She gives you some directions. Perex, his train is located at the very end of the Izzet line on the far end of the compound, which does in fact end inside the compound. Uh, because their it line connects directly to their research station. So you can get to it from inside the walls of the lockdown. So it takes you about half the morning to kind of huff your way over there. One of the big distinguished differences is that the it have managed to build into the compound. So they still have the ability to ship in and out. At the moment, no, because the quarantine is down. But whatever debate has happened, they were clearly here far before the Boros even tried to queue in and, and make this power play. At the very end of the line, where there is no more construction, is the back half of a train that looks like the missing piece of the one that you found on a completely different rail line. You happen to see some remnants of scribbling yellow calligraphy as you approach. That will be the back half that says, of wonder. What did we find in the first place? M-U-R? blank E-R? Well, E-R was on the opposite side. So this is the same side that you had found M-U, a bunch of scorched in the middle. Of wonder. Of wonder. Muse of wonder? Museum. You're good at letter stuff. Everybody give me a perception check. Holy fuck. Did we buy some new dice that work? Yeah. You're going over here, man. Six. Oh, no. Seven. Eight. I got a 17. I don't know if your horns, like, have, like, sound amplification, but you can hear somebody sort of kind of muttering to themselves and moving around inside the train. He's in there. Oh, he's in there. What would you like to do? Can I kick in the door? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wave in the 4-4. Boom! You kick in the door. And very startled, you see this kind of spindly... Medium-built, older human male. The same one we passed by. The same one you passed by on the way into the compound, exclaiming something to the sentry. He is frail. I think a good sneeze would break him in half. Um, He has a peculiar facial hair situation in which it looked like he tried to grow his mustache all the way around his face, but realized that it had to stop at one point. So he has this nice, beautiful, illustrious barbershop mustache that's stark white that kind of branches out. But then he's decided to kind of curtail his sideburns down up underneath. So not quite the Munchausen, but getting there by some weird design. Ships passing in the night. 
Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it kind of gives the pause. It says, "Why didn't you just grow the beard directly into the mustache?" But he wanted the definitive mustache, and he did have a monocle that just fell, and whatever box he was carrying, he just completely dropped to the floor. Does it explode? No. Okay. It just kind of, whatever was in there was glass and is now broken. And he just, oh my, who are you? What? Mr. Alfonso? Yes, of course. Who are you? You are big. Yeah, I'm a minotaur. Yes, I can see that, my dear. Fakara. Hello, Fakara. May I ask what you are doing damaging my train further than it already is? Can you tell me why half of your train was on the Boros line? And why a large number of your former personnel were turned into slavering mutants? Who then attacked people in their homes? Okay, he he like kind of now addresses the fact that there's like a crowd of people outside his train yelling for him. And he's like, um, pardon me, might I? Yes, I'll come right out. Yes. And he kind of like asks you to just sort of like give him some space so he can come out and address you all. And he says, oh, my, there are a lot of you. Yeah. Yes. Colorful people. Um, hello. I like your facial hair. Oh, thank you, my dear. Uh, my name is Rufier Alfonso III, artificer extraordinaire, purveyor of the ancient and the unknown, and I welcome you to my museum of wonder. Oh, except for that last bit. Um, sorry, bit of a practice routine, you know. You seem quite cross. Yep. It's been a rather trying several days. Delighted to make your acquaintance, Mr. Alfonso III. Oh, yes. We have a number of questions regarding a certain artifact that I understand was in your possession for a time at least. I see. And uh, a bit of business to do with the second half of your train and uh, the personnel, former I suppose, who we discovered had been transformed into slavering mutants and uh, had a rather spot of bother with them on our way here. Oh. That's a polite way to put it. You have information about my missing engine. And uh, one Mr. Gatto, if the name rings any bells. Well, um, perhaps we could have some tea. And if I could convince you to just carry a couple of these heavy things toward me, we can find a way to go back to where I'm staying and have a nice conversation. Seriously? Yes. Let's have a conversation right here. Oh, my word. Well, I suppose we're going to talk here then. On the next Encounter Party, our players have finally caught up with the elusive Mr. Alfonso. What has he learned about the mysterious orb? Can he shed light on just what the heck is going on? And what of the Golgari incursions? Find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media. Based on the worlds of Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Edited by Ned Donovan, mixed by Josh Samuels. Theme and other music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Darren Curtis, Hayden Fulker, and Serge Narcissoff. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Good evening. This is Lorzach Rotspeaker. You know, most people throughout history are dead. And someday, you will be too. Or will you? Find out by joining the Golgari Swarm 
and find your secret to a life everlasting. Join our Facebook discussion group for all the behind-the-scenes looks at what's happening with Encounter Party. Find us on Twitter and Instagram as well. For news and updates, go to EncounterParty.com. And let's keep this party going.